This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com FM to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Kevin comes clean and gets slapped. Sonny goes to Turkey, Dante returns, and we're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report, breaking down all the latest shenanigans here at Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. It is. And there are folks in there. I know, there's about 30 folks up in here. Look at that. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. 30 people. But let's just shout out my Irish people that might be watching. Happy St. Patty's Day. There you go. Kiss I that don't have on stone. green because green makes black people look like they have jaundice. So I won't be really? wearing green. Yes. I look horrible in the color green. Mm. It's my least favorite color in all of the planet. Oh, wow. Literally. Any shade. Any shade of green. I just look horrible in it. All right. And somebody always wants to put me in green. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm not wearing green today. Well, I hope you, uh, if you set a leprechaun trap, hopefully it uh, went well for you. You caught yourself a leprechaun. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I know I had a leprechaun trap at my own this morning. Or, you know, pop by McDonald's and get that nasty shamrock shake. <laughs> and I went, I got that a few weeks ago. and I. It's nasty. It's probably been like 10, 15 years since I had one. It's nasty. And it was like enough time like. It tastes mm. like chalk. Should I have one? It tastes like chalk. It was disappointing. It tastes like chalk. I I did not enjoy the drinking of it. Mm -mm. So this is mm. a really good time of the year to be in Chicago, though, because you know they they. um, Yeah, the the water's all green. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's so cool. (laughs) Daisy Flower said, "Green is your favorite color." Girl, bless you. It is so not mine. Hate the color green. Nope. My favorite color is red. And if you're, uh, well, you still have a chance, folks. You got a Krispy Kreme near you. Today's the last day you can get yourself a green glazed original. So, you know, that yeah, makes all it more that, appetizing. All to that eat. food coloring. Yay. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. So good. Not. So good. <laughs> uh, but, folks, uh, we're going to jump into the latest shenanigans yes. here at Port Charles. But before we get into details, yes. Carla, in general, we, yes. we didn't have you here last week. No. Uh, this week, what have you thought over all the past couple of weeks? The last couple of weeks were actually very exciting because the 
week before last, we spent the whole time of, you know, things closing in on Ryan and Carly in the trunk and all of that. That was very exciting. Very exciting. And I was actually surprised that that um, <laughs> that Ava had that come to Jesus moment on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to call it, the come to Jesus moment on the bridge where she was like, no, you can't kill her. You know, you can't do that. Do you really want that on your conscience? Um, Diva, this is the serial killer who kills your daughter, so clearly he don't give a damn. Yeah. I'm just saying. He don't care. He already killed a woman, your daughter. Oof. That was funny to me. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's, that, they had jokes. And then um, once they caught him, that whole, the way, the whole way, I just think it was really interesting that um, Jordan came to just in time to corroborate what everybody was already putting together. I'm like, come on, really? Was considering how long this storyline has been building, were you satisfied with its it, almost its conclusion? We still have to catch Ryan, but it's pretty much a big revelation. Everybody's on the same page that Ryan has really been posing as Kevin. Were you satisfied with what we've got so far? I was satisfied with how it all kind of played out. I wasn't satisfied with the fact that he pulled Ava over that bridge and, and Ava survived just because Jason saved her and we don't know where he is. And they're taking the word that the police officer said, well, it is pretty unlikely that somebody would, you know, su- survive that fall. He survived the fire. So you really think he can't survive a fall? I'm just saying. How, uh, certainly early for predictions, but how soon is it, bef- uh, do you think, before we see Ryan surface again? Ooh, I think he'll surface sooner than later because um, we need we can't have Ava in every scene going off on people and crying and being crazy. Ava, something's got to happen where she has an opportunity to get revenge against him, and she'll probably be the one to kill him for she's good, ready. like literally, like kill him dead for real. Oh yeah, she's she's ready. For that. She is hopping mad. Ooh, <laughs> she moral. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. West did her best work of all the years she's been on GH when she was dealing with him. It's it is so interesting that I the way that she plays Ava, where if you catch her it's in a lie, fabulous. she will defend that lie and never give it up. But by the same token, when Laura's trying to explain to her that no, 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 it's really been Ryan this whole time, it was never Kevin, that Ava will just refuse to give up the truth that she believes. It takes the longest time to break it down. And she still got that ring. I'm like, girl, I would hock that ring. <laughs> I would have went and got that. I would have hocked that ring and had me a fabulous spa day somewhere. But the other thing that, that stood out to me watching GH the last couple of weeks was when, <laughs> well, this made me laugh out loud, when Carly and Joss ended up being in Niagara Falls at the same time and she revealed to Joss that she was pregnant. <laughs> Joss's response wasn't like, oh, mom, that's great. Joss's response was, you a little old for that, aren't you? I was like, oh, no. Mm. Why she call her mom out? And then Carly was like, well, clearly not. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was pure comedy to me. That was funny. It was really funny. Well, let's jump into this whole Ryan Chamberlain story. So yes, please. He's, he is whisked Ava <laughs> over the side. Your boy Stone Cold saves her at the last second, pulls her right up. 
Yep, he always saves us. That's right. That's he right. Always, he he's the savior. He's he's the one that's saving people since <laughs> since, since Sonny's nowhere to be seen. I I thought well, Ava gets back and she's just wandering around General Hospital, just drunk, uh, wanting <laughs> popping to speak into Kevin. people's rooms. Yes, talk to to talk to Ke- right, right. They're gonna let you talk to Kevin, girl. Really? No. I, I like that, but I also like Sonny, or uh, excuse me, Scotty, just kind of lurking around the hospital. It was always there. It was, right, it was always there to grab her when she had a <laughs> yeah. moment. I'm like, why is he like lurking in the hallway? But my yeah. favorite, my favorite moment in in all of the stuff that happened in the hospital was the moment between Laura and and the real Kevin when he revealed because we learned a lot of. I don't know if they ever divulged the stuff that, that Kevin said about him and his brother and their relationship and their dad before. And if they did, I don't remember. Neither do I. But I didn't know that his dad was a world-renowned mathematician. I didn't realize that Ryan had been abducted, so to speak. I didn't realize that... I think I did realize that, that Kevin was trying to save Ryan after they brought him back to Port Charles. But all of that information that he spouted out in that monologue to Laura... Most of that stuff, I'd never heard it before, and I was really glad. But what I was really glad about, in addition to that, was the fact that she didn't sit back and go, oh, honey, that's okay. You know, we'll be fine. She reacted like a real person would in that situation. Like, that doesn't make it okay. That does. When she said that you were blindsided by the love for your brother, and that he was. He was blind. Because regardless... And he said it himself, regardless of what Ryan did at the end of the day, that was still his brother. That don't excuse him being a serial killer, I'm just saying. Yeah. But, you know, I, I get it. Like, if somebody's your brother or your father or any immediate family member, you, it, it would take moving mountains for you to completely shut them off. Like, they would have to mess up on such a large scale for you to completely shut them down and shut them off. So to have that that conversation between him and Laura where she was like, this is not okay. He almost killed my daughter. He would have killed more people if, if Jordan hadn't put that plan in place. Like, this is not okay. And you couldn't tell me. I think she, she, she wasn't so much hurt about the fact that all that stuff went down as much as she was hurt about the fact that he didn't share any of that with her. Well, we've got two similar people in the same situation. That's both Laura and Liz. (coughs) So to greater or lesser extents, I mean, certainly uh, Kevin's omission from telling Laura the whole deal led to Ryan murdering all these people. Right. Liz has got her a bee in her bonnet because Franco did not tell her the truth about the plan with Jordan. And so how, as she says to Franco, how can I ever trust you? Uh, Because you'll always find some way, even if you don't mean to, to break any promises that you make to me. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I feel I know, bad for both. I feel yeah. bad for both of them because here they are. Here both of them are in a situation with people that you know for more than six months so, since Labor Day, right? Mm-hmm. So since Labor Day, <clears throat> Laura has has been trying to figure out why she's feeling crazy when she really wasn't dealing with Kevin the whole time she was dealing with Ryan. And then I love when she asked him though when she was like. How did Ryan get back to Port Charles? And Kevin had that look on his face like, ruh Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, here it comes. <clears throat> it's hard for her to forgive that because her daughter, I think if it hadn't been the fact that he almost, that Ryan almost killed Lulu, I think Laura might have been a little easier on him. But the fact that Lulu was in the line of fire is where she was like, yeah. And then he was like, oh, I get to come home. She's like, yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. 
Yeah, that's uh, and I don't know rough. if I don't know if Liz is going to let Franco come home either. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess with Laura, <laughs> we've got the fact that Ryan <coughs> got me. got the divorce, and uh, Alexis, could, you know, could say she could get tested mm. and and stop that from being from happening. Do you think Laura stops it, or do you think she lets it go through? I think she's going to let it go through. I think she's going to let it go through because she she's come she's again she's had a come to Jesus moment where she feels like. I married somebody that I thought I knew, and I don't really know him at all. Like, in some respects, he's not any better than his brother. Like, he's not a serial killer, but he does not have the sense of morality that I thought he had, is is where I think she's going. Yeah. Let's see what they're saying in the chat room. Mm -hmm. They're saying uh, Franco, Franco didn't want to lie. He didn't have a choice. No, he didn't have a choice, but... Still, that doesn't make it easier, the fact that he lied. And he lied to her again because they made that vow that they would never lie to each other or keep each other in the dark again, and then he did it again. So I kind of agree with Liz, where she's like, you're always going to find some reason or some excuse to lie to me. Like, I get why you did had to do it, and I'm grateful that you did, or we wouldn't have caught Ryan. But still, at the end of the day, you still lied to me. That's not okay. Man, I, I understand that, but then I also <laughs> understand, like, you make those vows, and certainly you mean... You mean to carry through with them when you make those <laughs> vows to somebody. But I don't think anybody, when they make those vows, is thinking, if I get framed as a, <laughs> for a murder as a serial killer and have to pretend that I am indeed that serial killer to bring the real killer to light and get justice. I mean, nobody's thinking that when they make those vows. Of course not. Yeah, of so I feel like not. there's got to be some, you know, a, a, a little caveat. Even if it's never said during the actual vows, like there's an asterisk against all these vows. It's like there are extenuating circumstances that you 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 can't just yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are extenuating. And, and to swing back around to Laura and Kevin, another thing that might stop it from not going through is the fact that it's not legal because Ryan signed the papers instead of Kevin. That's true. So the judge or whoever's dealing with it that's going to make it go, that could push it through legally you can't push it through because it's not a legal it's not a bona fide legal document because the real person didn't sign it very true so i don't know how they're gonna because alexa said she was gonna handle that too so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out as well i mean i feel like the difference between ryan and franco or kevin and franco is that kevin made a deliberate choice not to include laura in on what was happening Mm. that ryan got involved and Mm. brought brought back into his Mm. life franco i mean he really had no choice i mean jordan was laying down the law which I, you know, who knows if Franco had kind of been more adamant and said like, no, no, I'll go to, I'll go to trial, uh, or I will tell Liz, you know, you know, whatever you say, regardless. Right. I, I don't know if Franco could have stood up enough to get, to get that. I don't think so. I think, <clears throat> I think a lie is a lie. You know what I mean? Like you can make excuses and try to justify it all you want, but at the end of the day. You know, I'm with her. I'm like, at the end of the day, you still lie, regardless of what the circumstances were. And I get why you did what you did, but you still lied to me. Like, you could have told me. You could have told me because you said you would, and then you broke you broke your promise and you didn't. So I think she's in a place where she's like, okay, you said you weren't going to break a promise, and then you did it again. Because with him, it's a pattern. He keeps doing it over and over and over again. And there's always some reason why he had to lie to her. And she's tired. She's like, you know, yeah, I defended you, and I knew you weren't guilty, but you still lied to me, and that's not okay. I think at the end of the day, she'll probably forgive him. She's going to forgive him a lot quicker than Laura's going to forgive Kevin. I mean, ultimately, I mean, they're <laughs> watching everything in retrospect, but I feel like 
there became a point where Franco, I think, had a little bit more power in this because Jordan really wanted to catch a real killer. And when she admitted to Franco, like, I don't think you're the real killer, but I need your help on this. I think Franco had a little bit more leverage than he could have. That he could have, if he, if he just went rogue and told Liz. Well, he, well, he, yeah, he Jordan, could, yeah, Jordan's not going to pull the plug in the whole thing. Yeah, he would have he would have had to go rogue. But you know how it is in General Hospital. Once one person knows, then everybody knows. And there, he couldn't take the chance that in telling her she wasn't going to let. Like when Cameron lit into her, that would have been a moment perfect for her to go. He can't say anything because blah blah blah. And then now yeah. Cameron knows, and then Cameron's yeah. going to tell Oscar. Oscar's going to tell. Josh. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a domino effect. So no, that's true. What do you think of Liz going to talk to Jordan and Jordan saying, "If you don't want your your husband to you know to be pretend to be a serial killer, then maybe you shouldn't have married a serial killer." Well, she telling the truth. Yeah. It ain't like she lied. No, <laughs> but you, I, but I also felt Jordan was like she was a little cold. Look, Jordan is in the hospital waiting for a kidney <laughs> transplant. You'd be cold, too. <laughs> My girl can't sit up. She in pain. Her eyes, she looking like a raccoon. She dark around the eyes. I'm just saying, homegirl is in pain. The least of her worries right now in this moment is how Elizabeth is feeling about Franco lying to her. Like, she's like, I'm sorry that that happened, but the reality is you married a serial killer. Boom. Sorry. <laughs> 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 like, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, there was... It was interesting because to see Liz's reaction after Jordan says that, it was like the first time that Liz really felt like, yeah, I married a former serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason that he's not, quote unquote, a serial killer is because he supposedly, quote unquote, had a brain tumor. And once they took the tumor out, he was supposedly all right again. So, I mean, you know. I don't know what to say to that. I really don't. It's just like, uh. Well, I mean, your boy Cameron came and apologized. <laughs> yeah. So, and I thought she was going to let him have it. I thought, because she's, I'm just so used to her letting him have it. <laughs> I'm so used to her just like pounding in on him, whether she has empathy for him or not. But I was really glad to see that as a mom, she was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. And then she took him to Franco for him to apologize himself. So that was pretty cool. Speaking of mothers. Uh, there was the big dilemma, and we had kind of speculated. I know I tossed that out that I thought Carly's pregnancy would be something that would be used for them to get affected by Ryan, which of course I was brought up as like, will she lose the baby or not? Mm. Uh, turns out, as of right now, she the baby's perfectly fine. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be fine. I mean, let's look at the reality of the situation. This is a woman, she's in her 40s, I believe. Mm -hmm. So this is a woman in her 40s that's pregnant. And in real life, any woman that is in their 40s and pregnant, it's a risk pregnancy. It's a pregnancy that's going to be at risk because you're an older woman. Your body is functioning differently than someone who's in their 20s or in their early 30s getting pregnant. So there's bound to be some other complications or problems with that situation. What's going to be interesting is to see whether or not Sonny is going to be back to deal with any of that and whether it's going to be Jason, you know, because right now Jason is pulled in like 5,000 different directions. I don't think he know his butt from a hole in the ground. <laughs> he, don't, he don't know whether to sniff his butt. He don't know whether to sniff his butt or scratch his, scratch, scratch his nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Scratch his butt. Sniff, sniff his, his nose. nose. He don't yep. know what to do. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like Carly's pregnancy is just kind of like, we address the baby's fine. I think everything's going to be on standstill until Sonny makes it back into town. 
Yeah. Speaking of Sonny, I just have to say that when he got clocked over the head with that gun, I'm like, really, Sonny Corinthos got hit? Because what was funny to me about that is that not not too many scenes before that or episodes before that, he was in a room full of people and took them all out by himself. Yep. And now he in a room with less than the people that, that were in the room that he took out by himself and he got clocked over the head with a gun? Like, really? I cannot. And the gun is right there by his hand and he couldn't, like, grab it at any time and just be like... I'm like, mm-mm. Well, we do get to see Sonny in Turkey dealing with Robert, trying in to find Ankara, Dante. Turkey. I've actually been there. Really? Oh, nice. I've actually been to Ankara, Turkey. And it looked just like the sets that GH had built. It actually is not too far removed from that, to <laughs> tell you the truth. So whoever did the, the set design on GH for that, they did their homework. Oh, nice. I, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week while you were away having fun at South by Southwest. But, yes. uh, it, it, the one thing that is interesting about the story is just seeing how uh, – the differences between how Robert operates and how Sonny operates, mm. where you know the the the, the mobster, you know the, the mob down of Port Charles, and where uh, it describes more of like a uh, like you know just like a like a hammer, mm-hmm. as opposed to like Robert, who's a little bit more of a surgeon. Well, yeah, because he's he's an agent, so yes. yeah, he deals with it a little little bit differently. I mean, you know, Sonny used to just like coming in all guns blazing because he a gangster. Yeah, which. You know, it's like Sonny. You've had how many? How many uh, potential mob enemies have you had that have tried to knock you out and take over your territory? You would think you know you should know the value of you know a little strategy and finesse. I don't think. I think he was blindsided because it's his son. I guess. I think. I think he really wasn't thinking clearly because it was Dante that he was going after, and it was. It, and it makes sense because there was a moment where Jason said something. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he did. They asked him why he didn't call Sonny. And he says, I don't want him to be distracted trying to get Dante. And that's exactly the right phrase. Sonny would have been distracted. Sonny is distracted because it's Dante. If it was anybody else, I think he would be a little bit more laser focused. But it's Dante. That's like his oldest kid, right? That is. So that's his oldest firstborn kid. So he's a little like tunnel vision right now. He can't think straight. He can't see straight. He's just like, boom. What do you think of the uh, the young kid that Sonny finds there in Turkey to help him out? He was actually kind of funny. I enjoyed him. Really? He was hilarious. <laughs> you said you see, I said hilarious. Yeah. I didn't say he was fantabulous. He was hilarious. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> I, I feel like Sonny... Coming in and out of that accent. I'm like, really, dude? Oh, it was just... Even Sonny read him. Yeah. That's the part that made me laugh. I'm like, even Sonny called him out on that accent. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. I don't know why you're going to pay the guy that you just busted trying to pickpocket you. You're like, this is a guy that I want to bet on. Like, Right? You busted him, pickpocketing. That's what I'm saying. He can't think straight. He cannot think straight. He's just like, boom. My favorite moment, though, was the fortune teller. Oh. <laughs> well, she, you know, she had to come up with the cover. That doll. I was like, I'm going to need you to go sit in a corner by yourself like yesterday. What was she doing? <laughs> I just could not with that. So we do get to see Dante come back. Uh, he shows up and it looks like he's going to be shooting Sonny this next episode. And says nothing. I love the fact that Dante showed up for like two episodes and said nothing. I love the fact that that boy got paid for saying absolutely nothing. Good on you, yeah. boo. Good on you. I wish I had a gig where I just showed up on camera and said nothing and got a check. Well, the thing that's interesting is that uh, he is, uh, Dominic is only signed up for 10 episodes <laughs> mm. when he's coming back. So we've... so two of them he's not talking. <laughs> so it's it's getting burnt kind of fast. we got like eight episodes left, and there's still a lot. we gotta, we got to resolve this. Get him back to Port Charles. 
and then figure out what's going to be going on with him and Lulu. Uh-uh, they uh, Charlie and Charge said Jocelyn's next love interest, the pickpocket, <laughs> the pickpocketer. <laughs> I love that. Right. That's actually very funny. He's gonna he's gonna follow. He's gonna hop out of that trash can and get a ticket to poor Charles. And Michael B says he thinks Dante is part of the DVX. The DVX is that thing that took yeah. uh, Ryan. Wait. Like an unwilling participant, or he's been like a double agent this whole time. No way. I think he might have been a double agent this whole time. That's what I'm thinking. I can't. Uh, I mean, mm. there's they're gonna have to figure out some way to write him out again, and this time do it for a uh, longer fashion, and still leave. I feel like you got to do it and leave Lulu in a place where that she's got to be able to be a character that's free to get involved in other relationships because it looks like I mean, unless they recast, I mean, nothing's not coming back. They might recast both of them. Get rid of uh, really? Yeah, because they've done that before. When they brought in, um, when they brought in, when they they they've never had anybody else play Dante but the young man who's playing him. Yep. But they've had a couple of people play Lulu, and the girl that played Lulu literally looked like she could be Dante's daughter instead of his wife. So that's why they they recast it with somebody that looked a little bit more mature. So I don't know. They mm. might. They might, the other, and the other girl looked more like looked a little closer to look more like Jeannie Francis than the one that's there now. Would you rather see a recast, or would you rather have <clears throat> him? They break Dante off, and he and Lulu separate. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Actually, how do you feel about it? I would, as much as I know people like Dominic, which is great because he's he's good in the role. I but like Dominic. Bless. If he's moving on to other projects, I, I feel like. Don't don't lose the character because of that. I'd rather them recast. It's the same thing they're doing with Valerie. Like they're just making her interesting. They're just making her that argument that she had with Christina was epic. Yes, that was so good. It was really good. And the argument that Molly had with Christina, Molly went. In. I was like, I ain't never seen Molly go in like that in, until what was the last time when they were talking about. Um, the rents going up in Port Charles, and yep. she was—that was the last time we saw Molly get fired up. Molly was like, and and it didn't. I love the fact that not only did she get fired up and go off on her sister, but anybody that could have done something about it was standing right there, and she just turned around and go, "What are you gonna do? And what are you gonna do?" I was like, "Oh, you are killing me right now." When she turned to Jason and said, "Well, what are you gonna do?" and he was like, er? "Radio silence." Yeah. I, I did like at least by the end of it that he, without telling him what the plan was, but at least a little bit, got Molly and Michael like we we, we want we have something in mind, mm-hmm. but we need to slow play this. Right, and I love how Jason was trying to like slowly like eke out from Michael what he gave Christina the money for. Yeah. He, was, he was slowly eking out that information, and I love that. I love that this tattoo thing is beginning to be like what's the impetus behind this tattoo but the thing that really cracked me up about the tattoo situation is right at the end of last week we see one more person with that tattoo that we did not even expect you girl willow i'm like because she was so not trying to have him see her naked i'm like what's wrong with her does she have a scar like is she maimed what's happening i don't understand and then you see her put that shirt on you say oh another one and she must be the chick that he asked that um shiloh is asking um harmony to look for yep Ooh, i love all of that that is just drama and intrigue i love that really all right so so you right now with that cult storyline donna day you are cool with whatever things at or are you at all tired of that story 
I'm not tired of it because just when I start to get tired of it, they introduce something else to draw me back in. Like I was kind of over it until they introduced Willow with that tattoo on her, her lower back. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And let's just talk about Shiloh's behind for a second. When, she, when Sam walked in that house and he came out half naked, I'm like, dude, really? Really? He's like, well, you, I, am I making you uncomfortable? Yeah, dude, you ain't got no shirt on. Like, it's wintertime in Port Charles. Where are your clothes? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, it's like, it's not me. I'm comfortable with this. If there's an issue, then that's your issue. I know. And what I'm really waiting for is for two, one of two things is going to happen. Either Christina is going to be so jealous over the attention that he seems to be getting. Because that's not the first time that she's walked in and Sam was there. And she was like, what are you doing here? That's like the fifth time she's rolled up into the house and Sam is there. And she's like, Sam, what are you doing here? And Sam has had to try to double talk her way out of it before she bounces out the door, right? So in a minute, Christina is either going to get hip to what Sam is doing or her feelings are going to get in the way about Shiloh because you can tell she's smitten with him. Her feelings are going to get in the way and that's going to be a problem. Or what's going to happen is... um, what was the other thing? Christina, Shiloh, da 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 da. Or Jason is gonna, or Sam is actually gonna fall for Shiloh, and then Jason's gonna have to intervene. Oh, now I, I, I feel like I think that's the one thing they're not gonna do is they're not gonna have Sam fall for for Shiloh. I don't know. She be. I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's looking a little. It's looking a little iffy right now. But there, there was that scene with <laughs> Harmony where she's like, you know, thanks for bringing me down for Beach's Corner. You, you were fantastic at that that uh, that rally, uh, and then. He she lays into him a little bit. It's like, oh, well, you know, you're infatuated with Sam. You know, yeah. what's the deal? And he just turns it right around, and then just like she gets so meek so quickly. I know, but that was a great scene, though. That was a great acting scene between the two of them because she was in his face. She was all up in his grill, and then he was like, yeah, but da 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 da, da. and she was like, oh, you're right. I'm like, Ooh. but if you notice, everybody that he is supposedly involved with that deals with Donna Day. They're all like that. They're very strong women until he turns something around, flips flips the script on them, and then all of a sudden they become close to being docile or subservient. And and that is where the cult thing kind of plays into all of that. I'm like, it's actually very fascinating. Yeah, we get uh, Christina getting groomed for that uh, that sweet tattoo. If she gets that tattoo, you know, I'm hoping that it that Sam gets to her before that happens because that would just be a travesty. Speaking of Sam and Christina and Molly, let's talk about Alexis and that dream she had. Oh, yeah. Uh, one second before oh, okay, we get that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. If, uh, if you're Willow, though, we yeah. see she's got that tattoo. If you're trying to get out of, you know, trying to hide from Donna Day, you're trying to run from Donna mm-hmm. Day, why wouldn't you get that thing lasered off or covered or something? Why do you still have that tattoo on? She grieving over her kids. She's not thinking straight either. I guess, well, you know who that kid's daddy is. Mm-hmm. Mm, he's going to be looking for that kid. Mm, it's going to be ugly. That whole situation about to go down. Because it, she. there's only so many times she can run into Brad and them have that conversation. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm, I'm so tired of Brad having that conversation with miscellaneous people. Like, that's getting on my nerves. I mean, and I guess she's fleeing because I guess he was up at Peter's Corner at the time. So thinking, oh, I'll just go to Port Charles. That'll be safe. I realize, and your boy Shiloh just came to that same little town. But I'm so. actually surprised that they haven't run into each other yet. Because she's always in that, well, he's never really been in there, really. But I would think he would be in there because that's where Christina works. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, th- those are the parts of it that make me realize, like, all right, you're treating it realistically that in a city, you may not run into somebody for the longest time. 
That's true. That is realistic. You could be in the city with somebody and not see them for months. But then they still do the soap opera thing where you run into that same person like five times in a week and you're like, oh, what's going on? It's kind of hilarious. It's kind of hilarious. But yeah. Now, before we get to the next hot topic that that Carla wants to break down, and that's uh, some sex dreams, guys. We're going to break down some sex dreams yes. next. But we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN and TV talk. But we're also asking for some help. So if you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on your iTunes, please give us a five-star ranking. But no matter where you are, join in the comments. Uh, leave a comment so you can join in on the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us here, not just Carla and myself. And we truly appreciate uh, you helping us give us the opportunity to do what we love and provide content that you love. So continue uh, to, to watch, enjoy our shows, and don't forget to tell your friends. All right, then. That Let's, was fabulous. I have to read this, though. Charlie in Charge Charlie in Charge brought us something very interesting. They said, maybe Shiloh will find out about Willow and the baby, and he will end up trying to steal Brad's baby, Nell's baby with Michael. That actually could be kind of cute. Yeah. Then somebody... Was talking about how they call Sam shady. Charlie in charge said, Sam is so shady, she'll end up in bed with Shiloh somehow. <laughs> he just called Sam shady. That is just funny him, to me. You don't understand to get to the truth. So let's talk about what you're excited about. <laughs> oh, and that Alexis, is Alexis and that dream. Because for a minute, I thought that was real. I thought that was real for a second. And I was like, I thought it was real until she woke up. I really did. The whole thing? Not the whole thing, the part with Julian. I. Like when he first arrived at the door, but when he started talking about Endgame, like when he like had given up on like and he said like Kim and Drew, that's when right. I realized like this cannot be real. Not I, after we saw like him and Kim have that heart to heart. I don't know. There was something I don't know what made me think it was real, but I was like, Oh, is this real? Is this are they about to get busy? Oh, 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 oh and then she woke up. I'm like, Oh, see why they do that. That's messed up. <laughs> I was like, that's messed up. But then what was even more messed up is that she goes to have her session with her therapist. And <laughs> I love her. The, the chick who plays Alexa, she plays her perfectly because she plays her with such sarcastic humor. It is awesome. It's so awesome and so on point. And she's like, yeah, so um, I'm late because I was with my daughters and we just found out that I had been having a therapy session with a serial killer. <laughs> I was like, that's pure comedy. And then she starts talking about having, oh, and then she wait, and then they have this whole conversation. She literally waits until she's going out the door to go, oh, yeah, and then I had this sex dream. See you next week. I'm like, oh, that was funny. (laughs) I loved that so much. It made me laugh. I I certainly, how do you feel about this? Because I know Alexis goes to a therapist, and it's Ryan. Mm. Thing is, Kevin, and has her session, and then uh, Ryan, you know, pushes her off and sends her towards this new guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then once all the revelation happens, like, oh my gosh, you know, Kevin was really Ryan this whole time. Uh, Alexis, I mean, I guess, yes, you did have her therapy. You were in the same room with a serial killer and you didn't realize it. But nothing happened. But you're still, like, dealing with that. I, I don't know. Part of it's like... that's. But think about it. Think about it. If you had had a, a therapy session with somebody who's running around taking people out and then you realize that you get... you share some of your innermost feelings with that person, that would make me feel some... It would make me not trust people. it make me not want to trust anybody, let alone go to a therapy session. Well, th- there was that scene when Alexis found out that, uh-oh, wait, Ryan was really posing as Kevin during my therapy session, where she almost had like a look on her face. It was like... Ooh, oh, glad that's not going to get out. Oh, really? No, I, just thought, I thought she had a look on her face like, oh, he's getting a little hotter now because he's like a bad boy. Oh, no! That's what I thought. Because she had that look that made her... Like, no. she's, already, she's already said that she's attracted to that no. bad boy version. Oh, no. So I was that's... like, oh, wait. Ooh, hello. 
she did have that look on her face. But like, <laughs> I did not, I did not peep that. But what I did peep, just to sweat, segue over to something else real fast. When Andre came back to talk to Anna, and Anna's got this whole thing going on with the whole mind mapping thing, yes. I'm like, that's kind of just getting on my nerves. But Andre came back, and Andre was kind of cute. What you think? Andre looked kind of cute. He let the like, hair grow out. I don't know if I like the the growing out hair though. I like the growing out hair. He was kind of cute. I'm like, okay, Andre, because I wasn't having Andre before. But really? I always enjoyed Andre and uh, Anna's relationship, and I had always been voting for a romance between the two of them. Ultimately, they didn't go in that direction. No. Uh, I mean, I think that was, you know, I mean, and now we've got Flynn and Anna, and, and I'm happy with that. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, Andre was certainly a, a path I could have been, I would have been as equally as happy of to see that. And in some ways, a little bit more. It would have been interesting to see Anna in that sort of relationship. <laughs> oh, and and, and I, because we, we ran a short on time, I have to just say this real quick, too. The other thing that made me laugh was Valentine. every time he's in a scene more and more, he's starting to look like the mad scientist every time he walks in and out of camera. He has this look on his face and he's walking very stoic. It's just making me laugh. It is. I, I, I always like the Anna Valentine dynamic because they can be so antagonistic towards each other. Yeah. But then have, especially from Valentine towards Anna, yeah. those scenes of like, no, he's genuinely caring about you. You may not think that. But yes, yeah. you can tell that he definitely is. Yeah, and then there's Liesl's shady behind. Oh. She's walking around with secrets upon secrets. Tell me, she gonna put it in her column? And Peter's like, yeah, whatever, go away. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of liking the the what's kind of brewing is the cat and mouse between <laughs> Valentine, Maxie, Peter, and Sasha. Mm. Like, like, you know, how are we gonna be able to like? <laughs> and then they, when they go to when Maxie and Peter go to Brad because right. you know if you're looking for that oh, oh, oh and then she says and she says to him she said are you still doing shady stuff she didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing but she's like are you still doing illegal shady stuff okay good so this is what I want you to do <laughs> <laughs> I was like Maxie read Kirsten Storms reads people better than anybody else on that soap opera because she says it so fast and so quick that your brain has to catch up with what she just said oh did she just read me oh yeah she kind of did okay well let me just find a way to answer that. It was funny. Because his look, the look on Brad's face clocked all of that. He was like, did she just read me? And I will give uh, Valentin props because he sees Max and Peter leave the Metro Court, or no, Charlie's, and goes, they must be going to GH. I should go over there. And if they're going to GH, they're probably talking to Brad. Let me lurk outside Brad's lab. <laughs> and then he leaves and he does that phone call. And the look on his face. I need face, you right now. His face is so bug-eyed. Like, he's like. That's what I'm saying. He's looking like mad scientist. Every time we see him, he's look, he looks like he looks bug-eyed, mad scientist, and then he walks out of the frame. I'm like, I cannot with that look right there. It was ridiculous. I, I'm curious to see who that is that he's calling because it's not Peter. So I don't know who's Valentine's kind of muscle, sort of, so to speak, is going to be. Yeah, he know he can't go to Peter no more because Peter will tell Anna. Or Maxie, and he just can't take he can't take any more risk on his any more of his secrets getting out. Uh. Oh, baby. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, real quick, the Chase and Willow relationship? It's boring, but it's cute. It's would you boring, re- but it's cute. Would you, because re- they always tease, all right, because I, I was going to say they tease Michael. Because, like, the Michael, I find Michael annoying anytime Wiley's brought up. <laughs> because Michael is, like, way too invested in this kid. And I know that he lost his baby and all this but stuff. That but that is his baby. That's the yeah. funny part. Like, he doesn't even know that that is his kid. But it's so annoying. Anytime he comes into a, a scene and you see Brad or uh, 
uh, Lucas there, and mm. it's gonna be I need my Wally fix. What's going on? Tell me everything that's going on. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> that, is, that is kind of annoying. Yeah. But would you rather see Willow with uh, uh, Chase or Michael? I think she. I think she genuinely feels more toward Michael. I think she deals with Chase because. She, I think it's too hard for her to deal with Michael because of the whole Wiley situation. Mm. That's what I think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Chase just seems like a, like a like a just a stand up good guy. He's corny. Nah, yeah, but I mean, I feel like seeing him in a relationship is starting to kind of you know humanize him a little bit. That's corny too. Oh, it's just right. cor- it's corny. Fine. He's corny. His relationship is corny. I will I to and we talked about this briefly, but I will say as we're ready, as we're wrapping up that I am sad. Well, I'm happy for Brittany that she's got uh, a great contract role on Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there is just like when you get to see that little nugget of the scene with her and Christina. Yeah. It just makes you wish that like why weren't you guys doing this sooner? Because there is a lot of potential in this story. Yeah. And P.S. not for nothing. I saw her in a national commercial for like I think it was Lay's potato chips yep. or something. I was like, is that Valerie from General Hospital? It is. There you why go. is she in a national commercial? Oh yeah, right. Because they didn't use her a lot on General Hospital, that's why. Yeah, it's that is actually I mean and it's gonna be sad. Sad to see Brittany go, but happy for her success. Yeah, absolutely. But I would really like them to recast that role because that, I feel like, is a really cool storyline. Yeah. The only bad thing is they would have to go reshoot the scene of them having that first kiss inside Charlie's. Oh, yeah, they would. Because I feel like, you know, Valerie flashes back to that. She uh, flashes back to that quite often, more often than not. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's that's such a key moment for that character and that storyline. That's like, yeah, you'd have to reshoot that scene, too. And I don't know... If they would, but I feel like you'd have to. They would have to. They definitely would have to because it it would lend itself to another flashback of that moment at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Time has flown. Right? Holy cow. We got it in, That's Frank right. Man. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. It was a chock full. I mean, and I'm sure there's many things that we forgot, and you're going to let us know in the chat. <laughs> but as always, thanks for watching. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, uh, for when you're there on the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up and subscribe. And everybody, thank you for hopping in the chat. I know Carla liked reading your thoughts and comments. Keep them coming. And if you want to comment to either of us, even after the show's over, which I always like a nice Annie Gold tweet <laughs> midweek about some ridiculousness, or Michael giving us a little tweet about something going on. I know. Michael Beebe, in it to win yes. it. Oh, but Where can I find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also catch me right before the GH Report at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. And you can see all my film reviews on my site, thecurvyfilmcritic.com. Oh, look at that. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. I mean, she went to South by Southwest. A lot of great stuff going on for me. Yeah, Us, the movie, Jordan Peele. See it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but don't see it like Carly. Oh, I know. I was like this. <laughs> Just peeping through my fingers. <laughs> uh, folks, like me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. We'll be back here next Sunday night with an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Deuces. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 